Welcome to Deep Matter. Last week, we released a show that really seems to be resonating with quite a few of you. In fact, we've received more feedback on that episode than any other episode we've done. And I think it's because so many of us are in the same place with trying to figure out where what we make fits, how to get it out there in front of people, and if we're lucky, make a little money from it. This week is sort of a continuation of last week's conversation, but first, we begin with a little chat about gear. Here we go. How are you today? I am uh, good. I've had a productive one. Just finished up a video for the weekend and uh, I'm heading off tomorrow on a couple of days travel and making another video. So having that in the bag is good before I go. Excellent. Do you uh, do you feel the need to, to upgrade your kit? No, I don't care. I, I just had a message from uh, one of the guys at Lumix Panasonic. Um, you know, I get them every now and again. He goes like, well, you know, we want to support creators. I'm like, yeah, of course you do. Because <laughs> that's, that's, and we want to, we want to just like send you a bunch of our cameras to use on a loan. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's obviously their strategy is pick some people who've got an audience, send them some free stuff and they'll give you some free promotion. And I, I think he was a little taken aback by my response it was just, I don't, I'm trying to get my stuff smaller and smaller. I don't want people sending me loads of extra cameras that I, I'm not going to use. I have to take a lot of extra time to learn how to fit them into my workflow and you're going to want them back. Like what would be the point in that? I don't know why that would, that's a positive. And right. I said, I've, I'm not a gear channel anyway, so you're not going to get any marketing out of me, I'm afraid. So no, I'm probably not your guy. Yeah. It's, it's funny, isn't it? Cause like a lot of people stunned do, silence to follow. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's the, you don't want free cameras. I'm like, no, I've got, I mean, my Sony a seven threes, which do all the heavy lifting are now, would they be four years old? That's four year old tech. Still right. plenty for, for what I need to do. I've got no plans to upgrade. No, they're, they're good. I don't understand the whole, we'll send it to you, but you must send it back to us. So then they're going to what? Send it off as as used to the Panasonic store, but they have to pay shipping either way, and then they've got to pay technicians to go through it and and so that they can check it and sell it as a refurb. That costs money. Like certainly it would be easier just to give people the gear and not expect anything in return and use it as a marketing expense, shouldn't it? Yeah, I think what they do is they try and that they'll have a set number of demo models which they will uh try and send to as many different people who have audiences as possible. So when I finish with it, they probably, if, if I said yes, they probably wouldn't ask me to send it back to them. They probably asked me to send it on to the next person. So one set of kit would get bounced around 10 different people and hopefully get lots of marketing for their hmm. product, I think is the way they do it. And they write off that particular unit. I don't think they worry too much about selling it on after it's done the rounds, but they, they probably will just for second hand. It just becomes the loner unit. Yeah, exactly. Which I mean, means I guess not, that makes sense. A, yeah, you're not getting a new model. You're getting something that's been through loads of other people's hands and probably used quite harshly because they're going to want to put it through its paces. I just don't understand. I don't want any more. I want less cameras in my life, you know, and I, I, don't, I, I, can't, I can't actually remember a time where that was attractive to me anyway, but I think maybe earlier on it would have been, oh, a big camera company wants to send me their latest cameras I mean, I've had, I've had lots of camera. I had, I had Leica get hold of me. 
I wonder if I'm allowed to say this. I'm allowed to say this. They they got they got hold of me. Nobody's listening. No, 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 no one listens. <laughs> they, 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 um, I had a meeting with them a while ago. I won't say what it's about, but I, but but one of the things they said to me is, "Hey, look, why don't you just come and borrow cameras from us? You're welcome to just take our cameras and use them." And I think maybe at the beginning I would have been like, "Gosh, I get to use like the M10 and like you know Similux lenses just for nothing." But I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to learn another system that that is not going to actually improve my photography. It's just going to, you know, I mean, I, I can just say that I've used that camera or, or, or it, it doesn't, I, I always want less. I, I, I love the fact that, you know, that big change I made about four years ago when I moved to Sony was like getting rid of all that Canon gear, all those bodies, all those lenses, all that Fuji gear and just getting it all into one backpack. I don't want to go back to getting loads more stuff again sent to me that I've got to manage all this stuff and charge all the batteries and work out what does what and remember all the menu systems and ship it. But it just sounds like a ton of admin for no extra quality in my work. I'd rather spend money and time taking myself to interesting places with the kid I've got and making more interesting work. I've never, I've never had that gear obsession. Look at us talking about gear. I know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slightly shallower natter. <laughs> how are you? Uh, how are you feeling after after last week's um, episode? Like, there's been so much lovely feedback coming in that I've seen from. There really has. Yeah, I mean, m- really more than any episode so far. Yeah. So thank you to those of you who have have been kind enough to to take the time to write in and. And, and just say what some of that has meant to you and, and, you know, offer feedback or, or support or just, you know, letting us know that you're listening because that really does help. Uh, it really does matter. It all, you know, as my wife loves to say, it all counts. And, um, yeah, this, this episode in particular, really, this last episode really seems to have landed with a lot of people. You know, it, it, it's funny, even after we recorded it, uh, we typically record on Tuesdays or Wednesdays, and then the shows typically go up on Fridays. And honestly, up until Friday afternoon, I, man, I, I still wasn't sure about whether this was, should, should this be released or not? Mm. And I'm, I'm so glad that we did. I'm so glad that we talked about it. I'm so glad that, that, you know, the response has been positive and that it's, it's, brought up some things for people and and started conversations if not with us then with their peer groups with their friends and family around some of this stuff so the 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 ripples of it have been you know even just what we know about have been pretty far reaching which i think is terrific yeah i mean it's it's been a it's been an interesting week i mean most of the people i've talked to this week uh, and it's, it's been some people's first episode they've listened to that people I've known as well. And that for some reason it's getting passed around a lot. Everyone wants to talk about it. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that the feedback I've had most is, um, you know, you, you shared very openly about fears you have around creating work and sharing it with the world. And, and I think that has landed with so many people and, and I hope, I hope it makes you feel, um, less isolated with that as well. And that like, I think we, we all deal with that. Every single one of us deals with that battle. And and that's been the resounding thing from everybody is I think it made them feel less alone hearing that from you as well, saying mm-hmm. how this is a, this is a fight for them too. And that, and it's not that they're broken or, or messed up or, 
or useless as an artist or defective, like everyone. That's a very, very human battle to have. And I, I think that's honestly your, your vulnerability in sharing that stuff, um, which I mean, we've spoken between us. I think I, I, I've said to you, it takes a lot of strength to share that as publicly as you did. And I hope it's gratifying how many people are so grateful and it's sort of freed them up in their own battles too. I think it's, that's what's been lovely to see for me this week. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. And, and again, reading through some of this stuff has me thinking about it further and in different ways than the way we talked about it. Um, you know, I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time and even just toward the end of last week and into this week, you know, I've really tried to focus and be clear about what I want and why I want it and whether or not it's the right move for me. I mean, I've had to think about some projects as, yes, these are, these are, these are good projects, but I don't know that they get me where I want to go. So I've had to have some very kind of real conversations with myself about what makes sense and what doesn't. And there are some things that I'm going to have to take off the list at least for now, especially if this next year is on some level a sink or swim for at least a part of what I do. And that's been actually a really good thing because I think it's, it's starting to clarify and allow me to really look at, at, at things both creatively and strategically rather than just I want to do all of these things, you know, I mean, you know how ideas come at me and how distracted I can get about doing X, Y, and Z. I don't want to do X, Y, or Z. I want to do X, Y, and Z and the rest of the alphabet. And I want it to be perfect. And I want to get, you know, to release it in a fully fleshed out, formed, 100% complete thing, which is ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous on, on a lot of levels. Um, so it's, it's been really kind of cool to reflect on this episode and I've, I've listened back to it a couple times now and, and I've made notes and those notes have helped with some of the, the looking at the projects and sort of mind mapping where I do and don't want to go, uh, next year and how I want to do things and, and, you know, what can best help me get to where I need to go or where, where I want to go anyway, you know? Yeah. Can you, uh, is, is there any of that kind of debrief you've done for yourself that you can share? Uh, yeah. Some of the stuff, the most immediate stuff around, around money, cause that seems to be where, uh, a lot of this lands for me is, is feeling like there is a monetary component to what I do, a, a monetary return specifically on what I do. And you know, part of that has been sorting out a way for people to, if not buy the work that I make, if they just want to support the work that I do, putting that sort of platform in place, putting that vehicle in place to allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. One of the things that happened on the back of last week is someone responded, reached out and sent me money. Oh. And my first response was, I need to send this back. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. That's going to confuse which, a lot of people. <laughs> it's going to, yeah. But it, you know, saying this is, this is really what I want and, and need to have happen to, to feel like I'm 
whatever. And then it happens. And then my first response is, oh, you've made a horrible mistake. I I must send this back to you. (laughs) And (laughs) Adrian was like, um, (laughs) I'm not quite sure that's the right play. Um, but it really was the, 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 the first, it was honestly the first response I had. And, and obviously it's not the right response. I understand where it comes from. I understand because it, it, it taps that, that worth button. It taps that, that value button that it has been so problematic and such a struggle for me for, for, for such a long time. But what happens is when you, and this is something that, that, you know, I, I tried to learn from my mom, but obviously I haven't learned it completely. When someone gives you a gift, whatever that gift is, they receive, typically, I'm going to make a gross generalization, they receive joy from giving you that gift, right? There is a joy in, in, uh, in, in being generous and giving. If I were to refuse that or any gift, really, I'm taking someone's joy away yeah. because of nothing more than my own, you know, feelings of inadequacy or, or feelings of, of, you know, uh, self-worth or whatever. So it was an interesting test that it, that it came right on the back of the show. I mean, I think it was, if not, it was either Friday or Saturday. It was not long after it. I'd have to look at the date on it, but, um, it was an interesting test that right on the back of this, and it was accompanied by a really lovely note, kind of responding to, to the episode and, and responding to uh, some of the things that we talked about. And I th- think it was, it was a good sort of dry run for what's to come, because I don't really have anything in place to be able to, to do that openly yet. I've, I've shown you some of the solution that I've come up with, and I think it's a workable solution. I think it's a good solution. Yeah. Um, there will be multiple ways to kind of support the work directly and indirectly. And I think one of the things that I've learned from, from Jack, who we, gosh, poor, poor Jack, he's, he's become our go-to for this, but, but he's done mm-hmm. such a great job at realizing and implementing some of the things that we're talking about. But one of the things that I think is really important about how he does it is associating real-world costs with the work that he makes. Mm-hmm. And it isn't just, you're not just asking for a handout. You're not just asking for um, the sort of disembodied donation. These, these things have real world use. There, there, is, there, there are real expenses that are incurred with the things that we make. And if you're in a position to help support that, great. I mean, art has a long history of having patrons to make yeah. it possible. So I don't think we're doing anything differently or anything sort of revolutionary by saying, Hey, if you, you know, as Adrian came up with, if you, if you enjoy the work, be a part of the work, if you believe in the work, be a part of the work. So there's that part of it. There's the, the tangible aspects of some of the product side of it that I talked about. Um, I should be getting some product samples, fingers crossed this week or next week. And if they look good and, and are at the level that I want, then that will be another, another way for people to support the work directly by owning some of the work in different forms. It's not going to be just prints or just panels, but we're looking at other, at other options that I think will appeal to 
a different market and a different cross-section of supporter than just somebody who wants a piece of art to hang on the wall or, or, or something like that. So, I mean, it's been so positive and I, it, it's, it's become its own fuel, you know, yeah. that, that, that show has acted as both catalyst and fuel for me to not, not only move forward, but to accelerate how I'm moving forward. That was a really long winded answer. I'm sorry about that. No, I love it. I just think what, I just think what you first said is so interesting though, because it's, again, like I think lots of people will relate to this. On the one hand, we're, we're kind of upset that not enough people are supporting what we're doing so we can make it happen. But the minute they start, can we accept it graciously? Or yeah, we feel guilty else, about it, don't we? Does something else <laughs> kick in. It's like we, we're almost never happy. And I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I have exactly the same thing. When you, when you said to me, you messaged me with, I've just had this donation. It's amazing. I'm going to send it back. <laughs> and I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. And I don't know why we do that. Like we've literally just been having a conversation about how we're just pouring our hearts out here and no one cares and no one's supporting us. And someone goes, oh, here's a little something. Like, no, 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 no. Take that back. I'm like, well, what yeah, do you want then? That was a mistake. But I know Certainly exactly, you didn't mean to do that. I know exactly what you're talking about and i'd have the same impulse now i feel bad that someone is actually sacrificing to help me make something it almost loads me with a burden like you believe in me now you believe in something i'm doing and you're putting your money where your mouth is to say i want to support you i mean i've had somebody before um uh who a friend of mine who who is very successful in business literally say to me Hey, I, I see you struggling, but I really, really believe in your talent. I'm going to start a business and you're going to run it. I'm going to invest money in, in a photography business and you're going to run that photography business. And I said no. And I ran away because yeah. I couldn't cope with the burden and the responsibility of his, his financial input hinging on my talent. Yeah, it's to crazy. Make it work. I, I'd, hap I'd happily do it with my own money. Yeah. And, and make that risk. But I, I, I almost, I feel terrified to risk because I, because I say I believe in myself and I'm happy to risk myself, but I don't know if I believe in myself enough, even today for someone else to allow someone else to make that risk. And I suppose donations are a tiny version of that as well. It's like, I believe in what you're doing so much. Here's some money. Please keep going. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm not that good though. You know? <laughs> like, you know, like, Why don't I keep half? I'll send yeah, yeah. you back half. I'll yeah. keep half. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll take half of this imaginary money that's appeared in my account and then everybody's happy. <laughs> like, yeah. What are I we mean, doing? It's so strange. It, it also happened with the work. I didn't tell you about this, but a, a friend of mine uh, said, just, you know, I, I want to buy a piece of your work. I, I really want to buy one of the new series. And, and I said, well, why don't you just come around and take one? Just, oh, I, I would, I would love it if you had one in your house. Just pick the one you want. Just have it. It's yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you really don't understand how all of this works. No, you <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. I mean, w w what are we doing? Like, like I, I'm, I'm both of the, the, both of those people all the time. Like, why don't people understand the value of what I'm doing? And the minute they do like, oh no, it's not that valuable. Don't worry about it. Just like, take I'm it. Both just, just take people. it. Just take it. I, I, I can make another one. Just take this one. Ta have yeah, yeah, have yeah. this one, whatever yeah. one you want. And I'm really sorry. It's not perfect. I'm really sorry. I'm, exactly. I'm I, I meant to sand the edges a little. You know what? If you could just give me a week, yeah. I can fix this. You know, oh. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you some money to say sorry for how this piece isn't perfect. <laughs> <laughs> just to apologize. Cause I feel so bad. You know? <laughs> like, 
Oh, let me buy a nice frame for it, and then uh, you can have it. Yeah, how could we be both those people? <laughs> but we are both those people. Oh, it's but so it's ridiculous. It's, it's such a wonderful lesson. It really is, and I and I feel like, you know, in in talking about it with you, in 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 reading, you know, the feedback, and in thinking about it more, I I am solid about being able to just walk away. Mm. If it doesn't start, and I'm not talking about, you know, I don't need to be able to build an addition on the house from the money that I make from my work. That's not what I'm talking about. I just, I just want to see some movement that I haven't seen before. That's all I'm looking for. I just want some encouragement. And I'm guessing when you say walk away, you don't mean you'll never touch a paintbrush again. I'm assuming that means you'll make for yourself because you love it, but, but you'll take yeah. the expectation and the weight of having yes. to make it saleable or successful. It's for you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that makes sense. I, I, I advise people that when they start in photography, I say you have to think really hard about what expectations you place on this thing, because I think sometimes the wisest choice might be just to keep it for yourself. I mean, share the mm -hmm. work, that's fine, but don't, don't have this expectation that it has to make you rich and famous, just make because you love making. And that's, right. that's right. I think for some people that's enough. And in fact, any more than that might ruin it for them. It's, it's, it's a legitimate choice to say, this is for me. Yeah. And, and it's not, I mean, and even in my own life, it's not unprecedented. I mean, my stepmother, who is a fabulous painter and was very instrumental in my young life in teaching me to paint, teaching me uh, how to explore being creative. She was monumental in that regard. And despite being a really phenomenal painter, she chose to not be a painter as a vocation, as a profession. And I asked her about it when I was still pretty young. And she said, because I don't ever want the ability to pay my rent to be predicated on whether or not I've sold enough work. Mm, yeah. I don't want to have to make paintings just to pay my bills. I do this because I love it. And I want to keep that joy as, as a central theme in why I do it. And the minute I, I plant a flag and say, I'm, I'm this, and I'm going to do this as a job. I've made it a job. Yeah. I've made it. So I have to do this day in day out and I have to sell X number of pieces or what then? And I, and I, I, you know, that's always kind of been in the back of my head and to get to where, you know, something that you and I have talked about because of that, how many amazing paintings have we been not deprived of, but, but how many amazing pieces have we missed out on because she didn't have to paint. She only paints when she wants to. Mm -hmm. How many artists who painted because they had to, that was the catalyst that led to that breakthrough work. That was the catalyst that led to the blue period or, yeah. you know, the drip paintings or, you know, p pick any, any, any artist who didn't paint because they chose to necessarily, but painted because that was what they had to do day in, day out. Yeah. And I mean, there's different sorts of motivation, aren't they? I mean, that, that mm -hmm. could, that need to paint could come down to, wow, I really need to make something because I need to pay the rent. Or it could come down to self-discipline. I really want to get better for myself because I take pride in this and I'm going to make sure I go down there every day as a discipline. 
take out the paints and try something, even if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So I learn a little mm-hmm. something every day. And I think, I think if we start trying to think about making as a discipline, even if you do decide to take it in the direction of, of, of it paying the bills or, or, or becoming a job, hopefully if you started with that self-discipline, the reason never changes. And then the, and then anything you get in terms of fame or fortune afterwards is just a bonus. It's not the reason it doesn't take over. I mean, that's at least what I've tried to do. I mean, I, I, when I started sort of taking photos daily to share with the world, no one knew who I was or cared. And, and it hasn't really changed for me. Um, like I, I make images now. The only way I sell them is that they go in a book of photography every year, but most of them don't go in there. But I still right. get a real kick out of making them, and mm-hmm. and I'll do that every day, even if all this, you know, YouTube and Instagram and everything else evaporates, and no one wants to buy an annual book anymore. I'll still do it because I love doing it. That's that's right. I, right. I really get a kick out of it. It really makes me happy. Going for a long walk and taking photos of things that I see, why find those images over to my phone, sitting at a coffee shop, editing them up, um, it, that makes me happy. And I'll, I'll do it for fun forever now because that's, that was right. the original reason and it will be the reason at the end as well. And I think that's what we have to work on is, is making, sorting out what your motivation is. Right. Yeah. It, it goes back to that, that sort of Simon Sinek, you know, start with why. Yeah. Why are you doing this? Whatever this is for you. And I think one of the things that I, that I kind of love and use in, in some sort of, as some sort of model in my own life that I've learned from you is the way you approach the, the book that you produce every year is very similar to the way I see, for example, my grid work. The, yes. the, 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 the grid variations are, they're me playing, they're me exploring texture and color and trying new techniques and, and playing with things, but I don't have to think about them in the same way as the narrative work in order to produce them. Yeah. I've, I've got a lot more ability to play. And if I can figure out a way, if I can figure out my book, right. To use that, that metaphor and, and let those pieces exist as, um, products that sell to a, to enough people to, to finance the rest of, or at least part of the rest of the exploration, that's living the dream. Absolutely. Right. That's, that's, then I get to work on the other things, whether that's being able to travel and have different conversations with people face to face instead of, um, instead of over, you know, Skype or, or zoom or what have you, um, or whether that's having more flexibility and more sort of emotional and, and existential availability to work on the narrative work. I think there's value in being able to compartmentalize what we do and see it in different ways so that every single thing we do is not life or death, sink or swim. Yeah. That's, that to me has, that's what became unhealthy is I, I was looking at every single thing as this has to be a 10 out of 10. It has to be fully formed, fully realized. And if you don't like it, well, that's a reflection on me. So you hate me. Yeah. I, mean, I, I met with a, um, I met with another uh, guy on YouTube. We we're both saying how we hate the, the, the term YouTuber. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't call him that. Uh, a guy named uh, Adam. He's got a, a YouTube channel called First Man Photography. Lovely guy, ex-policeman, uh, landscape photographer now. And we we're just saying how, you know, this whole, um, 
we're both, I think, kind of disillusioned with this whole social media world and how sort of frivolous it is. And we were talking about the stuff that we post and the stuff that we think is important. And I said to him, I said that I don't post photography that I, that I think is important to Instagram. Like I'm working on a long-term project. I'm not posting those images to Instagram. So while everyone else is taking that incredibly seriously and they're jumping on things that I'm throwing up there daily and giving me their reviews of how they think I've done. I'm like, you don't really understand what this is. This is play. This is not serious. These are sketches. Yeah. At at best. And then whatever goes into that book the next year is a, is a scrapbook of ideas that, that I've made an effort to sequence so that it flows really nicely, but it has no theme to it. This isn't a monograph. Mm -hmm. There's, there's levels of things The the work that I'm doing now that no one will see for a long time. That's serious stuff. That's me trying to be a proper photographer and talk about something and put a narrative together that could go in an exhibition or a monograph, but everything else is play. And I love them both for different reasons. Yes. But I don't place, I don't place expectation on play like I do on, on proper work on like, like your narrative work. There's a, there's a different level of how I approach those things and a different level of expectation I place on it. Um, yes. pe- people online won't agree with you. They'll want to take everything you do super seriously and, and give you their opinion on it. But like for me, no, that's just, it's for me. It's for you. you I'm letting you see it, but it's for me. You know, if, if I wasn't showing you online, I'd still be doing it and having fun doing it. It's, it's not, it's not me presenting myself as an artist for you to, to judge or assess or, 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 or pay money for or whatever. It's me making and letting you have a peek into process. That's what it is. And it's, right. it's more fun than work. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just lucky enough that I found a way to pay the bills doing that for now. But, but that's, that doesn't mean that that's what it is to me. It's not the box that it's in for me. Right. Right. And it could change. Oh yeah. It, it could change all the time. Yeah. You know, um, you know, we, we had an interesting talking about, you know, artists and calling yourself an artist. We had an interesting mental health Monday on clubhouse and, um, one of the, the longtime OTP listeners uh, Rick, who is in Portland, um, chimed in and, and said something that I've been thinking about kind of ever since. And he, and he said the, the term artist, he said, did you, did you bring the artistic part of yourself to bear on making this work X, Y, Z? Then it's art. It's, it's, we have so many different sort of expectations around art capital A art. Um, he said for, for him, it's, it's very simple. Did, did you bring the artistic creative side of yourself to bear fully when making this work? If so, it's art. So not everything has to be art. Not everything is art, but there is a, um, to him, an internal sort of distinction um, when he's making work. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was kind of comforting that, mm-hmm. that it could be something so simple. Like, do, is, is this just me playing? Then I don't have to worry about whether or not it's art. I don't have to worry about fielding those, those questions or, or fielding responses or comments about whether it is or isn't, because I know what I brought to bear in making it. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's sort of the difference between, yeah, I mean, art's a difficult word, isn't it? Because it's, it, it can be so pretentious in our minds. Yes. Um, that kind of capital A art. And I think when we think about that, we're thinking more about people's responses or opinions on what we've made. That's what makes it art, is if everyone thinks it's artistic, instead of what it sounds like. Is it Rick? Was saying, Rick, yeah. Is it was saying is that no, it's if you engage that creative part of yourself to produce it, it's art, which is different. That's that's from you outwards, not right. what's not what's bouncing back at you that certifies it as proper art or not. And I think that's right. That's really important because I think we forget like, and and this was the thing in writing the book as well. Obviously. I, I steered away from the word art a lot in the book because I know it's complicated and I use words like create or make more because I wanted it to feel that simple. I wanted it to mm -hmm. be from you outwards. It's, it's, do you make things that scratch that creative itch for you? Do you, do you create things that make you feel creative, that make you feel like you're putting things out into the world? That's enough. Whatever happens after that, I feel like is kind of not your business or it's your business, but it's not, it's certainly not in your control. It's, it's going to happen with or without you. And there's so many examples of artists who within their lifetime, no one cared. And then afterwards they right. decided it was capital A art. So who cares? Like just make the stuff that makes you happy and make it for you, which it sounds like, I mean, I'm almost excited either way for you, whatever happens. If you decide like, if, if you, people start buying your art and it starts going on walls and I will be the first to stand on a box and cheerlead and, and, and celebrate you because I, I think no one deserves it more. But if it doesn't, I'm also happy for you because you'll mm -hmm. be down in your basement making stuff. You will have taken the pressure off yourself and the expectations off and you'll have a huge grin on your face making stuff you love. There's almost no, there's almost no way to lose as long as you keep the expectations in check wherever you land. You'll be happy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that, that was what I was trying to get at is I'm good with this either way. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to, I mean, I'll be disappointed to be sure. Sure. But there is something about the things that Rick was saying, because historically I've been on the opposite side of it. I've been very reluctant to call myself artist because I think that that's a term that's that has to come externally. Like, is what I make art? I don't know. I keep trying to tell you that, and you keep correcting me. <laughs> right? No, no, no. I'm more. I'm more of a designer. I'm not an artist. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not a painter. Yeah. As if, as if that's somehow <laughs> as if it's less less than. Yeah, David Carson. Um, David Carson, Chris <laughs> yeah. Ashworth, Bon Oliver, Chris Big. Yeah. Sorry, guys. You're not <laughs> Neville artists. Brody, uh, Reed Miles. You know, exactly. yeah. all of these people that are swimming around in my head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it, it has been historically for me an external distinction, distinction rather, or an external label that's placed on my work. That's not for me to decide because if, if I don't plant the flag and call it art, then you can't tear me down and tell me it's not. Yeah. It's, a, it's protection, self-protection, isn't it? It absolutely is. Yeah. You know, this is just the work that I do. Call it whatever you want. Well, that's kind of a... It's a safe and I'm, I'm getting to a place where I think it's a cowardly way to look at my work. Right. Because if I'm not going to back my work, if I'm not going to believe in the work and say, yes, this is my art, then why should you? Yeah. Why should anyone support it if you don't believe in it? 
If I'm, if I'm willing to water it down and go, Hey, is this your art? Well, no, it's my design. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell does that even mean? Really? Are you, a, are you an artist? No, 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 no. I just, I just think. Nah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a designer who paints. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's been one of the things, right? That's been yeah, one yeah. of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I don't care what label you stick on it in my head. Like you don't get more artistic than what you're doing. That's full on capital A art, but that's external to you. That's not internal. Right. And, and listening to Rick talk about, you know, that's it. D- did you bring that artistic side of yourself to bear when making this whatever this is for you if you're listening to this and you're a musician or you're a screenwriter or you're a poet or you're a photographer or you're a bricklayer like it doesn't matter an architect doesn't matter Mm -hmm. are you bringing that artistic side of yourself are you bringing a sense of purpose a sense of intent to the work that you do yeah if so then i guess it's art I guess it is. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's all, I won't say that I don't love the journey because I do. I love wrestling with it. I love, I love the back and forth. And it has this, this question, this single question has been responsible for Dozens, if not hundreds of hours of conversation. And man, that's great. It also sounds though that you're slowly landing the plane, that you're finding a bit of resolution on it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm on base. I may not be on final quite yet, but, but I'm, I'm parallel the runway. <laughs> I'm, so I'm close stretch, to landing. We're going to stretch this metaphor. <laughs> like, <laughs> air traffic control is waving I'm me in. I'm in the pattern. I'm... <laughs> I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we're, we're stowing the tray tables and... That's right. The tray tables are in their upright and locked positions. <laughs> I, I think, you know, the other thing that we do or that I have done is I've, I've gone the other way and go, well, it doesn't, doesn't matter whether it's art. Well, why do we need to call it anything? But just, you know, absolving myself of any responsibility of, of what this is or isn't. But the more I think about it, Sean, the more I think it is important because it does, it does say to yourself especially, but also to an audience, a viewer, a listener, this is my art. I am backing this. Like you said before, I, I am, I believe in what I'm doing and I want you to believe in it too. I want you to believe in what I'm doing. You don't have to like it. You don't have to appreciate it, but I think it's important that you believe that I think it's important. Does that make sense? Or am I just, yeah, am, no, I, am I waffling? No, no, it's, 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 it matters to you. It always has but it takes courage to admit how much it matters to you and tell the rest of the world that and then ask them to agree with you. That takes a lot of courage. There's no, there's, there's no more vulnerable thing to do as an artist. That's the battle, isn't it? Like yeah. I, I've been quietly making stuff in my basement, downplaying it, sort of thinking about showing it to people, then chickening out, calling it other stuff because I don't want to call it what I really want it to be. But I'm, I'm getting fed up with that. So now I'm going to say how much this actually matters to me and risk the rest of the world disagreeing with me. But it is important enough in my one lifetime to tell you how much this genuinely means to me and why I think it's valuable. 
and I'm going to ask you what you think as you know, by either um, supporting me or by buying some of these pieces. And, and I mean, that's, that's the courage we all have to find. And I think people underestimate how much courage that actually takes until they're in that arena. It really, mm. it's, it takes a lot of courage. And I, I, I reckon what you're doing now by, by risking showing it to the world, it might not work out. You're right. I mean, cause, cause it doesn't for most of us with most of the things we make. I think the way I said it in the book is, you know, all art completes its cycle when it's appreciated by someone else. But, but we can't assume that all art will complete its cycle. In fact, most won't. But you, you definitely don't want to get to the end of your day saying, I never risked trying right. to put it out to see if it could. I, I definitely want to do that. And I might be disappointed that people don't agree with me, but then I'll go back to making for the fun of it anyway. So I can find joy on either end of that equation. And if we, if we manage to get our heads in that space, then we can't lose. But it, it, it all has to come from finding the courage to put it out and then managing our expectations and being realistic and not saying people disagreeing means I have no talent because that's not true at all. It's just, it's more, it's way more complicated than that. And it's not in our control. So find joy in the making, find the courage to share it. And if it doesn't complete that cycle, go back to that joy of making, because that's where you started. And either way, I can be rid of the fear. And, and that's the big victory, isn't it? Either way, I can come out from under this sort of shadow of, of being afraid of what will or won't happen. If, I'm, if, I, if I really am okay, either way, and I believe that I am then win or lose, if the fear is gone, I win. And, and I'll add to that as well, because, uh, and because the, whole, the whole thing with, with the meaning in the making, the meaning part of it, I talk about um, finding, there's a quote by a guy named Frederick Beekner who says, the place God calls you is the place where your deep joy and the world's deep hunger collide. So I taking, love that. Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. So, so taking the thing you love to do and finding a way that, or a place where the world is hungry and needs something and making it better by, by doing that thing that you love to do. What you're doing now is taking your, separate to your painting or designing with paint, um, you are... <laughs> Prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never going <laughs> to let you... Let the, I, uh, it's... Um, is, is taking your, your love of podcasting and conversations as a consummate podcaster, putting some vulnerability into it because that's just who you are. So taking this thing that you take a lot of joy out of and leading other artists out of that fear as well, which is a place where the world is very hungry and really struggling. And for, for that, I think you should be very proud of this art form that you're engaged in as well. Thank you. That's deep data. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on now. Let's take up a collection. Come on. Subscribe to Jeffrey Sidoris Everything in your favorite podcast app to get every episode of Deep Natter along with my other show Process Driven and everything else I release all in one feed. 
Connect with Sean on Twitter or Instagram at Sean Tuck. That's S-E-A-N-T-U-C-K. On his website at seantucker.photography or by searching for Sean Tucker on YouTube. You can connect with me on Twitter or Instagram at Jeffrey Sadoris. That's J-E-F-F-E-R-Y-S-A-D-D-O-R-I-S. You can also email me at talkback at jeffreysedoris.com. If you'd like to support the show to help others find it, you can leave a review or a rating wherever you listen and share it on social media. If you'd like to support the entirety of what I do more directly, I've added a donate button to my website at jeffreysedoris.com. There are options for single and recurring donations, and regardless of which one you choose, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support. This is something that I've been noodling on for a long time, but last week's show, specifically all of the incredible feedback and encouragement from you, is really what helped me to get out of my own way about it. So thank you. I've also got a store in the works, which will have pieces of my art, as well as a few products that I'm really excited to show you. We appreciate your time and attention so much. We'll be back next week with another one, and we hope you'll join us. Thank you.